1: Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Salzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with co host Joe Wren. And today our topic is all the economic development news that's been happening in Bloomington, particularly the uh, announcement that GE is going to invest $161 million into the local GE plant. Our guests in the studio are Dave Perry, the plant manager of the Bloomington GE plant, and Christy Gillenwater, president and CEO of the Greater Bloomington Chamber of Commerce. And she has with her Thomas. So you may hear may hear from her son Thomas at <laughs> times during the program as Christy stumped on an answer. Uh, if you have questions or comments today, you can phone us at 855-0811 or 1-877-285-9348. And our web ad- address is wfiu.org slash Edition. Well, uh, first, I want to welcome Joe to the program. Thank you very much. Joe, it's it's nice a pleasure. Joe, of course, you might know, is the host of the weekly special. So he's uh, first time on Noon Edition, but it's always great to bring another – bring – bring not another – bring a professional into the, uh, <laughs> into the studio. So I always appreciate that. And Dave, thanks for being here. And Christy, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. All right. Well, the first uh, – I guess the first – news that we want to talk about is is ge's big announcement and uh dave that was had to be great news we had already had the announcement about 68 million dollars right. in investment and then we received uh, we at the paper i know received this press release there's going to be another announcement on monday we had no idea what that was going to be so 93 million more 93 million more so, exactly so what's at the root of all this
2: well um as you know it, it wasn't that long ago two years back where um, the plant was actually slated to close Uh, And, you know, we we had a couple choices. I mean, we could either just accept uh, closure or um, get busy working with, you know, GE management, the union, and um, see what we could do to turn that around. So really, the last couple years, we've been busy at work, uh, you know, again, negotiating with the union, uh, doing some things around lean manufacturing to try to improve our efficiencies, and uh, that all culminated uh, October eighteenth with the, um, like you said, Bob, the announcement of one hundred sixty-one million dollars, mm-hmm. which uh, was a surprise. Uh, we we were able to keep it a surprise to the employees. They thought we were actually celebrating the sixty-eight million, which we were. But we said, hey, we got something else. Uh, we got an additional ninety-three million on top of that. So. Uh, folks were ecstatic
1: about mm-hmm. the news. So uh, sort of take us through this. The $68 million, uh, which was first announced, was going to do what for the plant? Well, uh,
2: the announcement for the $68 million was our current product. Uh, that investment was going to basically redesign our current product. Uh, it was slated to make some enhancements. Uh, we're going to go to a green foam insulation which uh uh basically eliminates the um the CO2 emissions uh the, the um carbon carbon dioxide emissions by about 90%. So the, the the green foam was a big investment. In addition, uh we were going to make the pla- the the uh product smart enabled, grid enabled where it would allow the product to actually communicate with the utility companies and um, with, the, uh, with the different power rates, the rates of electricity, it would uh, allow you to program the product so that, for example, the refrigerator would defrost at an off-peak hour versus uh, a peak period and save on, on electricity. So the $68 million was mainly the um, the redesign of our current product.
1: Now, just for those who don't know, we, we actually are in about, I think, how many counties, Joe? What, what do you know? 22, 24? Yeah. 50? I don't know. With uh, the towers in Kokomo and... In Greensburg and all over, we're in a whole lot of counties. A lot of people may not know what the current product is. You make side by side refrigerators.
2: Oh, uh, very good point. Uh, and, and you're actually you're correct. We we have a lot of uh, people come through the plant uh, not realizing what we do produce, and we produce uh, General Electric's what we call the side by side refrigerator. It's uh, it's got the uh, the freezer on the left side and the um, the fresh food. On the right side, and we currently produce uh, three different sizes the uh, a twenty cubic foot twenty two cubic foot and a twenty five cubic foot and it 's a variety of colors we stainless steel models from painted black white uh, colored, and then we currently offer uh, the GE brand and the Hotpoint point brand, mm-hmm. which are our two brands mm-hmm. so this sixty eight million was really just to kind of revamp that current product line and then and then the. Uh,
1: th- now, Thomas is weighing in. <laughs> Thomas? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Right. So, laughs> Christy, we'll, we'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> so, Dave, so then the $93 million on top of that. So, what's that going to do? Okay. Now, the $93 million, actually,
2: what that'll do is that's, that's going to add some additional brands to our current product line. For example, the GE Profile, which is um, one of our high end brands. Which will bring some new features, uh, new designs into our plant that we currently didn't have. Is that a top? Is that a, a top and bottom, or is that a? It's still a side by side. They're all it, going to be side by side. Yeah, the, the, we we are going to be the side by side center of excellence. So our our product line will still be in the side by side, but it'll be um, a variety of sizes, shapes, uh, designs, um, different. Um, you know, uh, counter depth models that are built-in models. So it, it's really going to expand our product line <laughs> when we bring in the profile brand. Mm-hmm.
3: And just so we get a kind of an idea of the the how big this operation is too. Uh, how many refrigerators do you have a st- statistic per per day, per week, per month that that this plant uh, produces?
2: Uh, uh, absolutely, Joe. We we currently produce. Um, Just to give you an idea of about uh, 1,300 refrigerators a day. So every day we've got uh, 1,300 different shapes and sizes of side-by-side product coming off our production line. And we currently employ... Uh, 575 hourly employees, and then along with that, there's 30, 31 salary employees. Mm-hmm. Roughly around 600 employees at this time.
1: And when you're fully uh, built out from this, this investment, you'll have another 200
2: employees. Right. The announcement, uh, the the announcement said a minimum of an additional 200 employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and this investment will be spread out over the next, really, the next four years. Um, the uh, The product must meet a um, 2014 uh, Department of Energy regulation, which says these type of products must be uh, must maintain a certain efficiency. So we have to completely redesign the product to meet that new energy standard. Uh, and then along with that, obviously, we're going to put in all the new features. We're going to do a lot of consumer research. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, the products will will be energy efficient, but they're also will wow the customer as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I want to ask a little bit more about your workforce. You draw the workforce from how many counties? Do you have people coming in from... Lawrence and Green and Owen or are they all Monroe county people
2: oh no they 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 come in from um, from all counties, um, and I can't tell you all the mm-hmm. demographics, but uh I know we have we have people uh, that drive quite a distance uh into the plant, some as far as an hour away. Um, so we do
1: draw upon the other the other counties in the in the area okay Um, we apparently had a caller who didn't want to go on the air but he was said that he's glad that ge ships by rail and wants to know what percentage of your product is shipped by the rail line it's um
2: it's actually it's it's a a much lower percent than it it has been in the past Um, uh, it's roughly 80 20 percent sometimes 70 30 uh with with the 30 percent being rail and 70 percent being the truck um, a lot of our, of our customers now, uh, big customers, the, the Lowe's and the Home Depot's and such, uh, require that we ship by truck um, just
3: for the, uh, the speed. Of delivery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are,
1: are the uh, go ahead, Joe?
3: No, and I, I'm just going to say uh, it's an obvious question, but or answer to the question. But the the mood has to have been um, amazing at the oh, plant. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about morale and how this announcement has affected the employees there?
2: Well, it, it's um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the in the last two years, uh, there there's kind of been you know a little bit of a black cloud just hanging over people's heads. Um, Two years ago, we did communicate the plant was going to close down. Um, in June of last year, we did communicate the plant was going to stay open. But there were really not a clear direction on, you know, what the future of the plant was going to be, just that we were going to stay open. Um, and so I, I think people uh, still had a little bit of a black cloud. they obviously very glad the plant was going to stay open. but. Um, with this announcement, what that really says is that we're going to grow the business and we've got a, we've got a future. You know, we've got a vision for the plant. We've got um, a plan for growth. And obviously people just
1: took a big sigh of relief when, when that came out. Christy, could you talk about the, uh, the importance of GE to the community and also kind of the ripple effect of an announcement like this?
0: Absolutely. Well, first of all, I have to say the spirit of optimism and and just the energy at Monday's announcement was just phenomenal. And GE, our friends there, did a an amazing job, I think, executing that announcement. And a lot of kudos to their entire team, their full staff, uh, union leadership. You know, Carvin's been amazing. I think the management team as well and uh, how they all work together these last few years. And I think, um, you know... It means so much, especially in these economic times, to have an announcement like this. You know, the mayor was really aggressive. Um, Mark Cruzan informing a community task force to uh, work on um, work with GE officials when the announcement was made that the plant would be closing. And I think those community officials really came together and partnered to say, "What can we do?" And I know, you know, Senator Vice Simpson and Peggy Welch were recognized the other day for what they did at the state level, and and the mayor and others at the local level. And I think it's really a testament to uh, the employees, uh, the community of everyone pulling together and never giving up and being there no matter what the outcome was going to be. And um, the ripple effect is is tremendous, you know, from from a housing standpoint um, on down to the impact on the schools. You know, when you have 200 additional people uh, being brought back, that's phenomenal. Um, So we're really excited about it. And and whether the Monroe County. County residents or neighboring county residents, you know, it's still a benefit to the entire region. And, again, what it does to the community as far as community morale as well has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wanted
1: to explore this ripple effect a little bit. I know, you know, Dave, you talked about the all the trucks that are going out of your plant every day. Are those GE employees or are those people who are employed by a trucking company? The,
2: most of our trucking now is done by third party. We do mm-hmm. have, a, we do have a, a small distribution um, that we do own, but uh, the
1: majority of that now is third-party. So right right there, you're keeping a lot of truck drivers exactly. employed, mm-hmm, right. and then there are the suppliers yeah. for um, you, and uh, yeah. restaurants in the area, and a whole lot of things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah.
3: And also, speaking of ripple effect, uh, Dave, you're going to have a new neighbor, just the to the north of you coming up, too, with uh, the announcement about the grocery distributor, Nash Finch. And Christy, you might want to weigh in on this as well. Is that part of this ripple effect of new businesses coming to Bloomington?
0: Absolutely. And I have to tip my hat to our friends and and partners at the Bloomington Economic Development Corporation, the BEDC, Ron Walker, Marilyn Skirvin in particular, who really worked on that project. Uh, But another outstanding national company uh, who is investing here in our community, um, and in the the old u s uh, food service building and a building that already met some of the obviously met a lot of the requirements they had, but also our you know workforce was really a critical element as well as our uh, county council and county officials stepping up to help uh, secure that uh, opportunity for us as we were in close competition with another community and so uh, again while it's it, much like GE, you know, the jobs don't show up tomorrow, right? Um, we anticipate them. We know they're coming. And there's a great deal of security and energy that goes around those announcements.
1: Our phone numbers, again, are eight five five zero eight one one in Bloomington, one 285 9348 outside of the local calling area. Our web address is wfiu.org slash noon edition. Christy, you mentioned, um, you've mentioned several le- levels of government and sure. their assistance and help. What kinds of things have they done? Have there been direct incentives or have there been indirect things that that levels of government has done?
0: To my understanding, uh, direct incentives, and I don't know the details with respect to GE and the state in particular, uh, but I know, um, I understand that the state and our local officials, you know, definitely played a role in the, um, the Nash Finch announcement in the form of tax abatement. And I know we were involved in, um, in those discussions. Jim Shelton represents us at the county level as far as the Chamber of Commerce is concerned, and he was there and uh, helped to encourage uh, county officials to approve that. And so, again, those, those um, local incentives really say a lot to a company that, okay, great, you're, you're investing in us. And actually, it was interesting. I read an IBJ article in the last month, and it, it basically said, you know, Monroe County is fortunate. You're You're basically the one community in the state right now that doesn't have to just be desperate looking for jobs. You know, you can be a little choosy, and we always appreciate when our county officials, you know, have thoughts and really assess and analyze the um, probability of a project uh, because that there is an important balance. Of course, we're usually supporting, hey, let's grow jobs, but um, I do understand that it isn't at all costs. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really an interesting article about how fortunate we are as a community and um, some nice comments about Nash in particular and uh, what we have done as a community to support some recent business expansions. The TASIS hey. announcement. Excuse me weighing in here, Thomas. Yeah. Um, the the TOSIS tax abatement was another important one. It was retaining jobs, but, um, you know, we're hearing good things from them as far as what they're doing, as far as uh, their current client base and, and trying to uh, bring in additional clients. So you never know, you know, when, when the community makes that kind of investment, what that means down the road when that company says, okay, we need to expand somewhere. Where do we want to go? And they often look to those communities who have been good to them, and right? Rightfully so,
3: mm-hmm. and sometimes I think too as well. I know Nash Finch I read was also looking at Louisville. So yes. we're, you are competing with many bigger cities. Is this part of the the whole competition that uh, Bloomington can get this business to come? Chicago, Louisville. is it,
0: Absolutely. And it's it's not just in the U.S. I and mean, we face worldwide competition for projects. And, you know, again, Ron Walker can tell you that he sees these every day. I mean, that's what that's what they do. We obviously uh, assist as much as we can. We focus a lot on business advocacy at the chamber level. But but we see what they work on. And absolutely, it's such a competitive environment. And, you know, we are fortunate in that uh, we have a great hey. workforce. It's something we have have. have to continue to invest in, and I I think um, Tom Snyder, the president of Ivy Tech um, Community College for the state of Indiana, had some phenomenal statistics uh, this week that he shared and talked about the importance of workforce development and uh, investing in education, and it really is key, I think, from a competitive standpoint for our community in the future. We have a lot of great assets. We have a viable, uh, fabulous arts and cultural community. We have amazing amenities like Monroe, et cetera, the Beeline Trail. Um, So that workforce component, infrastructure components can really be critical. And when our elected officials step up and really assist, uh, that can be the the closing deal often for for a business. And,
1: you know, we did did the program last week on the uh, the school referendum. And the chamber, of course, is supporting that referendum.
0: Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Been very involved in that as well. And again, importance from a future economic development standpoint, absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, Dave, what about the, uh, the incentives the, the, the different levels of government provided for GE?
2: Well, uh, the government was actually a, a very key piece of, uh, of making this all happen. Uh, we specifically, uh, you talk about the uh, state of Indiana, um, they uh, did provide over $7 million for us uh, to be used for new equipment and also uh, training, employee training um, in And some of the new the new manufacturing methods the lean uh, uh processes that I talked to you about, so they were they were very much involved from day one in helping put this all together and then uh, you know of course um, on the on the federal side um, with our energy efficient products that we do produce at the plant uh, for the last couple of years, we have been uh uh receiving tax Tax uh, credits uh, because these are high efficiency products that um, actually exceed the Department of Energy guidelines by thirty percent. So uh, both have been very much involved, and of course the the local uh, local governments, um, you know, with Christie and and, and the mayor and the, and the uh, economic board have all been uh, very much involved and very helpful in. Making this all happen mm-hmm.
1: now the uh, the union you 've talked about the the relationship between the union and management, and I know the union took some pretty significant uh, pay reductions for their new employees coming in right. Could you sort of put that in context for you know how you have to compete today for you know jobs and and what the workforce might have to give up
2: you know absolutely, and um, our um, uh, our local union uh, actually really had to take some bold steps in uh, when they uh, when they did vote and ratify the uh, what we call a two tier wage system, which uh, for for um, maybe some of your listeners that don't um, understand how that operates is the current employment the current employees will not be affected by that their so, their uh, wages will will stay the same but all new employees these 200 new employees that we hire in will come in at a reduced rate and and uh, I will say that was very much a key in making this all happen um again we, we you know we talked about competing globally um you know against uh China Mexico India but um there's also a little bit of competition uh within the United States where you've got cities like uh Louisville, for example, that have actually had a two tier wage system in uh for uh over three years. Uh I think they're on their second or third type um, tiered system. So the, it, it was it was a global competition but it was also um, among other states uh, that have already gone to these tiered systems that, that was very key. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Our phone numbers again are 855-0811, 285 9348 Our website is wfiu.org slash noon edition. We're talking about... The uh, announcement about uh, the GE plant and new jobs and new investment in Bloomington, as well as several other uh, very positive economic signs this week. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Noon Edition. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Salzberg from The Herald-Times, along with co-host Joe Wren today. And we have two guests in the studio as we talk about uh, General Electric's announcement, GE's announcement of an investment in Bloomington, as well as several other economic development uh, happenings in the past couple of weeks. Our guests are Dave Perry, plant manager of the Bloomington GE plant, and Christy Gillenwater, president and CEO of the Greater Bloomington Chamber of Commerce. If you have questions or comments, want to join the discussion in any way, phone us at 855-0811 in Bloomington, 1-877-285-9348 from outside of the Bloomington area, and you can uh, go to our website, wfiu.org slash noon edition. Uh, I wanted to uh, sort of test each of you about how significant these things that we've been talking about um, are in terms of kind of the general economy. Are we seeing starting to see a, the recovery really hit Bloomington? Dave, what do you think?
2: Well, um, you know, Bob, we mentioned that uh, specific the investment to the Bloomington plant. But uh, if you step back uh, on the 18th, uh, the other part of the announcement that was made was GE was investing over 432 million to establish four what we called centers of excellence um, in design and manufacturing across four different states. Um, Alabama uh, was was included, uh, Tennessee, and of course Kentucky. Uh, and so, when you look back, 432 million. That's going to create. Uh, over five hundred new jobs by two thousand and fourteen, and then uh and you couple that with the other announcements that were made um, around two thousand and nine that totals one billion dollars in investment and over thirteen hundred jobs mm-hmm. so uh, from a from a recovery standpoint, I think you know you got a big company like like General Electric. Uh, clearly, investing in um, in American jobs and American plants, and I think um, hopefully this will this will be the the start of the recovery. Other other manufacturers will um, will do the same.
1: Yeah, I heard the term um, economic patriotism mm-hmm. used. Is that was that a g? Is that your term, Dave? But no, it's not our term. <laughs> uh, uh, our CEO, uh, uh,
2: Mr. Melt, uses the. The American Renewal, uh, which again is uh, is just that, you know, reinvesting in uh, in American manufacturing, and uh, I think uh, yeah, I know he's committed, and and we obviously are committed that uh, we can compete globally uh, with uh, with again the combination of the negotiations with uh, with the union, with the uh, government support. And with
1: uh, GE's investment, we do believe we can compete globally. All right. Let's go to the phones. We have a phone call from Pat. Pat, you want to talk to us?
0: Yes. Uh, I have a couple of questions about the two-tier uh, payment system. One, the amount of difference between the current employees and the new ones, and two, uh, in places where this has been introduced, what effect does it have on morale? Since the person may have the initial euphoria of saying, "Great, I'm hired," and now says, "But I'm doing the same thing as that guy over there who earns X more than I do."
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, that's a, that's a good question. And um, as I mentioned, Louisville has been has been um, in this tiered system for. Uh, for a few years, and uh, the feedback has been that uh, that really hasn't been much of a problem. Uh, the new hires that are coming in and, and are still coming in at a very, very uh, competitive wage, and they get the same full benefits that other employees get in terms of medical, dental, vision, uh, pension. Uh, so there's the, 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 uh, the benefit package is equivalent. It's just the uh, the starting salary is a little different, and um, and y- you know it, it hasn't been an issue. Uh, there there um, we had I think it was um, r- less than a thousand jobs and over ten thousand
1: uh, resumes for those jobs. Uh, if Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, but Pat, I think the number we've been reporting is uh, thirteen dollars an hour plus benefits for new employees and the uh, current employees. Uh, is uh, I think twenty four dollars yes. plus a little yes. more than twenty four dollars an hour. So that is yeah. the discrepancy or the difference about that's, eleven dollars an hour.
2: That's the difference, and um, and even the um, at the uh, twenty twenty four dollar an hour that uh, that was a progression. So they actually started in uh, less than that and worked their way up to that. Now the um, again the thirteen dollars an hour is the is the um, the uh, starting wage at that particular entry-level position, but there's also opportunities to advance to other skilled trade-type positions um, that
1: do have higher higher wages.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you very much. It was a good answer.
1: All right. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Th- thanks, Pat. 855-0811, 877-285-9348, and the web, web address is wfiu.org slash edition.
3: Christy, we were talking about maybe the Bloomington reemergence with the, re- the economic recovery, and there's just a ranking that came out that Bloomington is ranked 16th as the best performing small metro in the nation. Last year, 57th. That's a big jump.
0: Absolutely. And we continue to receive wonderful rankings as a community, uh, whether it's for doing uh, doing business in a smaller community, it's cultural amenities, etc. Um, and I, I think, you know, some of that probably reflects both what we're doing at the local level, but also at the state level. So when we have assistance from our state as well, I think that helps our local numbers um, even more so. But we continue, you know, as we see, again, the activity, wonderful events like the Combine. I mean, you know, whether it's from the IT sector, the manufacturing sector, life sciences, we continue I think to work strongly on a number of um, cylinders here in our community. And in fact, gentlemen, interesting um, Information we conducted a survey of our members, uh, about 840 businesses, give or take about five, Um, and. Based on our survey results, which was, again, two or three weeks ago at most, uh, we asked the question, based on your business, uh, your business's current activity, do you believe the economy is improving? And 46% said some improvement to steady improvement. Um, no improvement was 27%, and then not yet, but anticipate improvement in the coming year, 25%. So that, I think those are really solid numbers that, um, you know, that we're seeing here locally. So basically 46% are seeing some to steady again. Um, And then do you anticipate hiring additional employees or rehiring laid off employees in the next 12 months? 23% said yes, 24% said uncertain, and 34% uh, said no. But again, um, another 16% said we don't make the hiring decision, so not appropriate for us to to respond. But to us, again, those numbers are pretty positive considering uh, these economic times. And then, Uh, one final I'll I'll state do you believe state government is on the right track with respect to positioning Indiana as a good place to do business Uh, 36% agreed and another 39 percent somewhat agreed so again 75 percent agree to to some extent that the state government is on the right track positioning our state for job growth mm-hmm. so again um, to us that that's all just wonderful news and uh, you know for our, our friends in neighboring counties and other counties listeners here today I think that's that's great news for all of us
1: mm-hmm. well I think Joe that's a really good point because Bloomington uh, I think we've all talked about Bloomington other communities compete for these jobs and complete, compete for these plants. And, you know, a lot of people can go various places. Uh, Dave, when in your conversations with people at GE who are thinking about these kinds of decisions, I don't know if you get involved in those conversations, uh, yeah. what do they look for in a community? What are the top two or three things? Well, I,
2: I think, um, you know, I know when they were reevaluating uh, the Bloomington plant, during the plant closure uh they they looked at the workforce and um and what type of workforce did you have do you have a workforce that you know that that comes into work every day Uh, what's the quality of your plant what's your safety record of your plant Uh, what's your production um uh, achievement and you know the interesting the interesting fact when we were actually scheduled to close during that period of time, our quality actually improved um, our safety record uh, improved, and our production achievement uh, continued to get better. so I think they they looked back at that and said, you know, hey, if this plant can operate uh, and continue to improve under a plant closing." Just imagine what uh, if we if we invest money in that plant, what it can do, mm-hmm. and so I think that that spoke volumes about the the type of people in this area, the
1: type of people that we have employed at ge and and uh, the community at large. you know you talked about the uh, state's seven million dollars in new equipment and employee mm-hmm. training, and I wanted to take that employee training piece. Um, do you do that training yourself or do you rely on people like Ivy tech to participate in that with you. And does that make a difference when they're looking at, at where to go? Well uh yes, this
2: type of training um and, and it's actually been a while since uh we've been back into the training mode, so this is this is going to be uh uh new for us. But certainly in the past we have utilized Ivy Tech very much so and uh I look you know I look for us to use them in the future. And um uh we uh, you know, we will do some internal training, um, but but probably the bulk of that training will be uh, from outside uh, companies like uh, or outside institutions like Ivy Tech.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, and we also seem to be hearing a lot about the green initiative mm-hmm. kind of across the board as another way to bring jobs back. Are there other elements or ways to capitalize on that, that businesses may have to adjust to to or or even the way to present a, a business to 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 move here, um, other than the green initiative that's being worked on or thought about.
2: Well, uh, you know, obviously the green initiative is um, is is big for General Electric. Um, as I mentioned, part of that sixty-eight million dollar investment is going to be for a, a new a new foaming uh, process, which. Um, basically eliminates over 90% of the um, uh VOC emissions that we that we currently have um so i think you know i think that's that's um, big the um i think the em- employee base uh and the and the type of folks that we hire in the plant uh is is big and then i you know as we've mentioned before just the the support that we get from the local state and federal governments is a huge huge thing for us here in bloomington okay.
0: And I might say, you know, I think absolutely green initiatives. But you know, something we've been involved in—we have a Green Business Bloomington program that encourages businesses to operate in a more sustainable way. We similarly have one for worksite wellness called Healthy Business Bloomington. And I think you know those kind of initiatives, when communities are saying, "Okay, we value," um, you know, our workplaces, our communities at large, from from an environmental sustainability uh, component as well as to um, you know healthier lifestyles and helping people to. To make healthier lifestyle decisions and our local achieve initiative through our ymca at bloomington uh, the city of bloomington and uh, bloomington hospital are key partners in all of that and i think those types of initiatives say hey we're progressive we're trying to address you know issues to to uh, help employees and their families and residents uh be healthier be greener and mm-hmm. so yes those make a difference
2: that's an excellent point um christy and and you um uh, you mentioned the the healthy lifestyle uh one of the, the things obviously um big in our in our plant and throughout g e is is the healthy lifestyle and how we can help employees um, uh, live healthier uh lives and what we can do as a as a plant to assist with that and uh Christy mentioned the y m c a um we have We've been involved with the YMCA uh, looking at the possibility of a new site out on that uh, side of town over by the plant and how we can leverage, how we can work together, what joint things can we do, what are the needs of the plant, and uh, how we can work together as this new uh, YMCA is is scoped and designed and, and laid out. So I think that is a big, it is a big uh, piece that we can leverage here in the local community. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, we have about uh, fifteen minutes to go. You're listening to Noon Edition, and we're talking about um, the GE plant's uh, future in Bloomington, as well as some other economic development news that's happened this week. Uh, my co-host is Joe Wren, but that wasn't him that you just heard. <laughs> <laughs> Christy Killenwater is here, president and CEO of the Greater Bloomington Chamber of Commerce, along with her son, Thomas. Yes. And Dave Perry is here, plant manager of the Bloomington GE plant. If you have questions or comments, 855-0811. Ooh. Our web address is
3: wfiu.org slash noon edition. And Christy, you were talking earlier about how, you know, a city like Bloomington has to work with the state of Indiana, too, to bring in business. But there are also other cities in the state. So how does that work with with the state officials and local communities that may be bidding on businesses together?
0: Sure. Good question, Joe. Uh, You know, I think, fortunately, in our state, I think our economic development community works pretty closely together despite the fact they often compete. Uh, And and to me, that's a real testament to, um, again, the economic development leaders, the the elected uh, official leaders here in in our state. And a lot of that is facilitated through the state. You know, they have economic development teams um, and regions. They're broken out by regions, and they work with various communities. Um, You know, I know uh, the Bloomington Economic Development Partnership, um, or, uh, BEDC, Bloomington Economic Development Corporation, is part of the the Indy Partnership, which is more of a regional economic development group, and they all work hand in hand because a lot of times. Businesses have specific needs where maybe only one or two communities in a state have the exact building they need or the exact location they need. You know, cl- a proximity to a supplier, etc. So often on a given project, you're not necessarily competing with others in the state. You're competing again somewhere else in the U.S. or overseas. And so I think people understand that it's it's a similar concept that uh, a lot of restaurateurs utilize. That hey, if if there's You know, for example, in Bloomington, we have a lot of independent restaurants downtown. The more, the merrier, because people will drive downtown and then figure out where to go. Right. So it's kind of that same concept. I think um, that the more you know interest there is in the state of Indiana, it helps all of us.
1: Mm -hmm. I want to. I have to do a little commercial here. Uh, The uh, Herald Times Mm -hmm. was involved with nine other newspapers in the state that have done a series of stories that are. It's called um, "Recession to Recovery." They're going to be launched in these 10 newspapers this weekend on Sunday. And and they look at all, a lot of different sectors in the state and how well they've rebounded, you know, manufacturing, auto, mm-hmm. steel, um, bio, biotech, all those kinds of sectors. And then also, it also looks at the 10 different communities where the newspapers were. And so we're going to have some stories on that, which will continue the discussion about this the economic uh, recovery, if it's happening, and where it's happening the most and where it's still maybe lagging behind. Um, Dave, I wanted to turn back to you because you mentioned lean manufacturing in the beginning of the program, right. and we really haven't defined that or talked much about that. Could you define what you mean by lean manufacturing? Uh,
2: yes, lean manufacturing is um, it's it's actually um, a methodology that started with Toyota uh, manufacturing, and um, it's it's centered around the manufacturing process how how you make the uh, the manufacturing process. Uh, uh, simple, more efficient, uh, and and the whole goal of lean is to eliminate waste. And there's various forms of waste. It can be scrap. Uh, it can be quality defects. It can be, you know, too much inventory in the plant. Um, so it's a variety of, of different areas that we target. Um, but GE is very committed to lean manufacturing. Uh, we've uh, we're working with a company right now. Uh, it's a company called Shingizitsu, um, and it's uh, a lot of ex um, Toyota people that uh, that travel around and work with the individual manufacturing sites, and oftentimes spends months and months uh, with the sites uh, teaching lean, and so. Um it's uh and, and the other big piece of of lean is it's a collaborative process where the production workers uh have a very big say in what the product's going to look like what the product's uh how it's going to go together how it's going to be manufactured so the the concept is you have this big room physically you have this big room and the engineering um The design engineering, the manufacturing engineering, the production workforce all reside in this big room. And so all the decisions are made in that room. And uh, you can literally walk into that room at any time and they'll have, um, you know, cardboard uh, makeups of how the the parts are going to go together or it could be styrofoam or it could be wood blocks. I mean, it's very, very simple process. But what it tries to do is to try to come up with the most efficient way to manufacture that product, mm-hmm. and, and, and so that can save you, I would assume, an awful lot of money. Absolutely, uh, an awful lot of money, and um, and we're, we've seen uh, we've seen early results in the other plants that have been in lean for several years and uh, we are seeing the dividends. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're excited here in Bloomington. We've, we've initially started Lean. Uh, we, we've actually been at it since the first of the year, so we've got a long way to go. But um, uh, the employees are all behind it. Uh, they're excited. Uh, they like uh, having their voices heard, and they like being a part of the process. So mm-hmm. it's right. uh,
3: exciting. So I guess uh, the next question I have would be, what's next? Um, you know, part of I mean, there always be refrigerators, right? We're all going to need refrigerators, but um, they went from the side by side, and it seemed like the the next exciting thing were the uh, was at the bottom freezer, bottom freezer, yes. You know, for for Bloomington, how how do you keep uh, the side by sides or or keep GE in Bloomington for the future?
2: Uh, that's an excellent question, and uh, you know, the the thing is again, and this is where lean uh, can really benefit you because. The investments um, – that's the other plus about lean is the investment that you make is much, much smaller than you would make if, uh, for say, you were going to totally automate the plant uh, with with new equipment. Uh, the lean manufacturing is very cost-effective from an investment, uh, but it's also flexible. And what it will allow you to do is to make quick changes in the marketplace, uh, you know, if the marketplace changes. So – we're making we're making side today, um, you know, five, ten years from now. If that market shifts, if new products um, uh, are needed, then we'll have the flexibility to adjust. Our workforce will be trained in lean. Our factory will be designed in lean so we can make quick changeovers
1: to adjust to whatever the market needs. Well, you know, we've we've talked a lot about positive stuff today, but I want to just turn the clock back a couple of years, not not to when you were, not necessarily to talk about when you were going to close the plant, but just to talk about the how bad the recession was for mm. GE's business. I mean, what how how deep was this recession when you talk about um, you know a major manufacturer? Well, it it, it was uh, you know
2: I've been I've been with the company um, thirty years, and it's by far uh, the you know. The worst that I've seen, um, and it's um, it's been tough, and it and it was uh, very very difficult for for Bloomington, uh, particularly because you know we did have um, we had a high high labor uh, workforce, uh, our high paid labor workforce, high wage. Um, we had um, uh, a design that was going on fifteen years old. We had a manufacturing process that was. It was a little dated. And so uh, with the recession, it just made it very difficult for us to compete. And uh, some things had to be changed. We knew that. We knew that uh, we could not stay the same and continue to compete globally. So that's really when we, um, you know, again, with the union uh, and management and, uh, and the government, just all got together and said, hey, what can we do to save – the the plant here in Bloomington so we've been busy the last two years and and we really never knew what the outcome was going to be we just knew that uh we had really one choice and that choice was to change and um and make ourselves the the most cost effective we could possibly do and then see see where the chips Mm
1: -hmm. see see where they fell seemed to work out it did. All it right. did. Uh, we just have a few more minutes in the program. I want to turn to some other economic uh, news of the week. I mean, we've talked about GE. We've talked about the uh, Nash Finch plant. Uh, I know our paper this morning had several stories that were relevant. The uh, groundbreaking for a German-American bank building downtown. Uh, the sale of the uh, old Bloomington Antique Mall to another antique company that's going to begin operating it in – Uh, November, and also the purchase by Cardinal Stage of a a new building. So a lot of things going on. I mean, Christy, again, are are you – feeling more optimistic than you were, say, uh, 12 months ago? Are things really starting to turn?
0: Absolutely, and and I think so. And what we're hearing as we talk to members, very positive. I, I, those announcements you just talked about, Bob, I think those are critical both from you know, the business, retail, as well as the arts community. Um, great, great uh, discussion items for this community. And this has been an exciting week. Uh, the SBDC, Small Business Development Center, put on Ideas in the Act and I actually was one of the judges and it was amazing to hear some of these ideas and the thought t- yeah, tell us tell
1: us a couple of those. okay
0: one was and actually the the uh, gentleman who won and was announced yesterday at the fuse business awards was rent a grandson mm-hmm. and his concept is and he you know he he even shared his executive summary with the judges but um but he's a, a student at the school of entrepreneurship in the Kelly school here and he said um, my my concept is you know a lot of um, of oh, aging Americans, let's let's say that way, um, have challenges sometimes figuring out whether it's their cell phone or, or updating their computer, et cetera, That a lot of uh, students in the university settings. Are, are very, you know, they're quick learners on all this technology, right? So renting a grandson, and he had mapped out a whole price point. That's it was great. great. It was so cute, and I thought, you know, that's funny. Just thinking about my father-in-law and how he always calls his 14-year-old nef- um, grandson to have him come over and figure out his iPad and his cell phone. And So anyway, just ideals like that. Uh, just phenomenal. And then, you know, you had the Bill and Gail Cook Center for Entrepreneurship. You know, and they're launching Luncheon this week. Another phenomenal event event. You know, last night, uh, the Chamber of Commerce held Wine, Women, Song, and Fashion. We had retailers there uh, uh, exhibiting booths. We had a great fashion show. And just again, the spirit, the energy, uh, you know, people purchasing, feeling good about where things are going. Uh, We just really feel a lot of positive energy. And you know, I think the more we can talk about positive things via our friends in the media, etc., you know, it, it plays with all of our psyche and we all feel more confident and we go out and we spend and and that's what it takes and i think uh you know here in in this region of the state and particularly in bloomington we're really blessed and we're feeling good about where we are
1: mm-hmm. dave optimism i i think so um
2: i mean i i i'm starting to feel it um i'll i'll, I'll feel better when you know the sales start coming in uh stronger but i think it's got to start with like what christy said i think it's it's got to be, uh, you know, people just have to have confidence and that optimism in the economy that it is turning, and where they're comfortable out, you know, remodeling that kitchen or going out and buying that new home or, or buying those new appliances. But uh, we're we're certainly starting to see it um, in, in our plant, and uh, hopefully it'll it'll spread and get uh, get out of this. Uh, Get out of this
1: recession that we've been in for the last couple of years. All right. Well, I want to thank you both for being here, Christy. Thank, thank you for being thanks here. For and Dave, us. thanks for being oh, here. It's very welcome. discussion. And Joe Wren, thank you. I hope you'll come thank back you. and join me this again sometime. Thank This
3: was fun. I'll come back.
0: You good.
1: weren't too hard on I me. Mean. And, and, you <laughs> know, if, if, if we were on TV, people could see that uh, Christy's son Thomas is now sleeping. So yes. I oh. hope that I hope our <laughs> listeners out there stayed awake for the whole program but we put Thomas to sleep. Thomas is how old?
0: I mean, ten months.
1: Ten months. So, so you know, I don't yeah. feel so bad about no. <laughs> anyway, for uh, Joe Rand producer Dan Goldblatt, and engineer Mike Paschkash, I'm Bob Salzberg. Thanks for listening.
3: Noon Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald-Times.